Welcome to season six of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Nguyen of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jesse Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In season six, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Welcome back to another episode of Paper Talk. Today, I would love to reintroduce you to two guests that we have on here that you probably heard before, episode number 17, 41, and 129, and that is Alicia Sweetie and Rebecca Grant. I have exciting news. If you haven't been following us on Instagram, we have started to introduce a new mastermind group that I am doing with Rebecca and Alicia, and it's called the Tri Mastermind. And this is something that's been simmering in the back of my head something I really wanted to do, something that had to do a lot more with community and bridging the gap. And I see this amazing niche that our community in the wedding industry really needs is networking. And I'm so fortunate to know Rebecca and Alicia since 2019, probably even before, actually 2018, I have invited them to teach at my first ever masterclass that was ever held for paper artists. And we had people coming from Australia, Korea. So this particular masterclass started with Jesse and also Priscilla. If you guys remember Priscilla, she's still doing paper flowers, but she's a full-time teacher now. And when we started this, we had over 30 students fly across from all over the world to come to the very first ever paper flower conference. We had a whole bunch of other amazing people and vendors. And it was absolutely spectacular and amazing. And welcome, Rebecca and Alicia. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Quinn. Good to see you. Hello, ladies. So I heard that you guys are going to form a mastermind for wedding industry folks. So I would love to know more details about that because I was actually part of the wedding industry and then I had left to focus in on paper flowers. But weddings are there in a deep part in my heart since it was like I was in the business for seven years. So I would love to know more about that too. Rebecca, can you tell us more about what to expect from the mastermind class? Absolutely. Thank you for asking, Sarah. Our Tri Mastermind group is bringing together all three of our different skill sets that Alicia, Quinn, and I have to offer within the wedding industry and entrepreneurship as a whole. So our goal is to really bring a creative community together to be able to learn from our failures and our successes to be able to prevent prevent people from having the same pitfalls that we had (laughs) as we were building our businesses, (laughs) which is important. Learn from those who have gone before you, but also being able to just learn from different creatives from around the country and around the world in having candid, confidential conversations in order to grow your business and bringing in experts in different fields to be able to speak to some of the challenges. I just wanted to know, how long have you been in business? I myself have been in business full time since 2011 as a wedding planner. I also just purchased my own wedding venue in 2019. Wow. Uh And we survived. So I think that speaks to a testament how well we set ourselves up for success, even through an economic downturn. Just like to pop in and say congratulations to all four of us for making it through COVID even stronger (laughs) than when we enter it, because it gave us a whole nother set of skills. 
how to work online, how to work with clients, that there was so many different hardship and parameters that as wedding people, we had to work around with. And Rebecca was one of the flagship for working with the governor of the state of Washington to actually make sure that the wedding industry survived. It was really amazing, Rebecca, what you did. Like people don't know how hard you work in the background to make this happen. Just kudos to you, Rebecca. Thank you. Wanted to see our industry survive and wanted a seat at the table. And we previously weren't getting one. So we fought our way up to the top <laughs> to be recognized. And we have Alicia and I love her Instagram because I love looking through all the fresh flowers and it's always inspiring to look through. And I saw that you're also having a class in Tuscany, which is wow. I can't believe it. I wish I could be there. Sounds you can like a still dream. come. <laughs> I would love to know more about, I guess, where you came from. And I actually didn't listen into the episodes that you guys have been in the past. So I would love to just know a little bit about you and what you'll be bringing to the table for the mastermind class. I've been full time in the industry since 2000. So over 20 years now. I am a floral designer, started with weddings actually in about 1999 and went full-time in 2000. And over the years, I launched a blog about the industry that was just really important to me to encourage other people who wanted to become a floral designer. So I launched a blog in 2010 called Furry Flares. And then I had published some magazines and a book and started teaching around 2012. And it really just came down to, I love flowers and want to encourage other people who want to know the medium, how they can get started and build their businesses. Alicia was my first floral teacher that I paid money to learn from. And she really set my foundation. And I think our friendship like hit off right off the bat. I think so. Yeah, it was really amazing talking to Alicia. She's just a wealth of knowledge. She mentioned the blog and there's literally, I want to say you have like over a thousand blog posts. Easily over a thousand. Mm -hmm. If you ever need to know about any particular type of flowers, you need to go to flirtyflora.com. You need to just sit one day and just deep dive and read all the information that Alicia has put out. She's an amazing writer. She's an amazing connector. One of the coolest things that I've gotten to know in Alicia and Rebecca is actually both of them are amazing people connector. Like they know people from all over around the world, from all different sets of skills. One of the saving grace for me was the Flower Power Group with Alicia, where we met on a monthly basis with other flower people. And it was wonderful. I've been doing flowers for a long time, but flowers constantly makes me happy in fresh and paper form. And to talk to other people that love flowers as much as we do, it's just a magical moment. And Rebecca, I can't tell you how knowledgeable this amazing lady is. I know I'm tooting her horn quite a bit, both Alicia and Rebecca, but I feel if you haven't been in Rebecca world yet, you don't know what you don't know until you talk to her <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's amazing. Here's come from somewhere. <laughs> yes, we all have gray hairs now. <laughs> yep. Alicia, I actually had a question. You said you've mentioned that you've been in the business for 20 years. What do you think it looks 
like 20 years ago, where you started from? And what do you think the biggest change is in the wedding industry? I think the biggest change is really what the internet's done. So back when yeah. I started, sure, we had a few websites. I think that's back when weddingchannel.com might have launched. And now we have Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. And so people are much more knowledgeable about what they want for their wedding. And I think it's really changed the look of weddings. I think they're much more intricate now. They're larger <laughs> and expectations are very high. So I was going to ask, mm -hmm. was it more simple? It was then more versus simple. what it would look like now. Okay. <laughs> I think back then, and I'm sure Rebecca as a planner would know it too. It's like, I think we sometimes have a little bit more leeway to lead somebody and now they come in with all of their ideas and we have to try to make it all cohesive and actually come to life. Probably definitely more demanding now than it probably was back then. So Quinn, you're part of this too. And I want to know more about what you're going to be bringing to the table. And if you guys don't know, she is our co-host and she's someone that I look up to. So I'm really excited and I learn so much from you all the time. I'm glad that you'll be part of this group teaching people too. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. I think that's one of my biggest passion is sharing my knowledge and helping people just elevate their craft even more. And I, it hurts me sometimes to hear other people do things incorrectly, like setting up their business. I had a conversation with a friend and she's been in the business for quite a while but she never set up an LLC. I was really stunned about the amount of money that was flowing into her personal account where she's doing business with other people. You guys, one of the biggest advice, if you are a serious entrepreneur and you know you're gonna do this even for more than a year, do yourself a favor, go set up an LLC S-Corp, a one-person sole entrepreneur LLC. Just do it and thank yourself later because what it does is it gives you tax breaks, which is so important as a growing entrepreneur. You need to be able to write off your business expense. You need to write off your meeting expense. You need to know about different tax deduction that you can actually write off, which is so important. And this is only a small snippet of what we're going to be covering in the mastermind. What I'm also bringing on the plate is community. I really believe that bringing community together and understanding who you're talking to in the group and how you can actually use what you've known or done or experienced and share that knowledge with the rest of the group. I think that is so important because the more you share, the more you're going to grow. I read a book recently and it said that if you surround yourself with good people that are scaling their business, that are knowledgeable and that are good people, you're going to reflect that back inside yourself and in your business. It's really important to know which peers and people that you should surround yourself to grow. Because the more that you network and bring to the table when you meet your clients, like I know an amazing wedding planner and they hire that person and they do an, an amazing job, it only shines back on you. And knowing the right DJ, the right floral designer, the right rental company, to know that you can offer this to somebody, a client will appreciate that so much because then their time is not researching and looking up recommendations and talking to people because time is precious for everybody. And when you can shorten that, time part, that's where you really help your client. And what they'll do is they will recommend you to other people that want to get married. Because I feel like the wedding industry, even after COVID, is stronger than ever. And it's growing. And also inflation has also happened. So one of the things that we're going to really deep dive is pricing, because that has changed quite a lot in the past several years. 
And when I go to the grocery store now, I buy things because just my husband and I, I notice our bill for grocery that I'm buying the same thing is at least 30% higher. So are you reflecting that back in your business? Because if you're absorbing that cost, you're not making any money. So there's going to be a lot of hard conversation, but also a lot of information that's going to be flowing within the mastermind group that we want to talk about open discussion. And I also want to bring out one important thing about this particular mastermind is you're not only going to be listening to us. We want to put you in the hot seat to say, if you have a particular problem that you want to bring to the group, because the group that we're curating in this mastermind is, first of all, there's an application process that you need to fill out to get into this group, because we want to make sure that you are a good fit for us and that you're going to get as much value in as we're going to give you. We want really serious contenders that are coming in that wants to scale their business and that want to meet other peers that are in the same level or even higher that want to scale up. I feel like when I was in the wedding industry, that was probably my biggest thing. I wanted to have a community. I also wanted to really know more about what my goals would should look like or what my competitors' goals look like. I think just having other people that are like in the same industry really does help. And I feel like we don't really have coworkers. So this would be a good way to have coworkers that keep us accountable and that checks in on us because really I felt alone a lot of times. I was just like in my own space. And that's why I love the fact that I got to meet you, Quinn, and be able to just share some of the things that I go through. But yeah, this sounds really exciting. I wish I was still in the wedding industry. I would totally would want to be part of this type of group. I have another question on here. It says, what were some unexpected challenges you faced while scaling your business and how did you overcome them? That's something that I would want to know too. So if you guys want to tell us a little bit of some unexpected that you guys faced. I'll jump in on this one. So I've been a lopreneur for quite a while when I launched my business back in Seattle in 2009. It was just myself. And then I fast forward to 2013. I had a past bride of mine ask if she could come work for me. And I had never really considered that before. And I was like, if I can be making a passive income commission for what she's booking off of her clients, that would really boost my salary and be able to give us more bandwidth and more availability and whatnot. And so she had previous design experience, was interior design. That's what she went to school for. And so we had the conversation and she ended up with me. And so being able to have her develop under me, develop under my winning things, have really successful events with her design eye and just making sure that she was client the best service. It worked really well for quite a while without giving too much away. It didn't end well. With that, she did end up opening up her for a short time, which was totally fine. However, she was taking some of the work that she had done under me and promoting that as her own. So then it got into a little bit of muddy waters of, yeah, you were a contractor under my business. And technically, yes, that was your work, but you were working underneath my business when you developed that work. And so that conversion of, is it mine? Is it yours? Is it proprietary? You're not an employee. Does it make a difference versus when you were a contractor? So Lots of conversations came out of that, which then in turn protected me in the long run. But the relationship that we had coming out of has been honestly forever marred of just haven't actually spoken to each since then. 
And it went to the point of her threatened me with legal action. And I'm like, well, slow the roll. Like, where did that come out of? Why can't we just be human beings and have a conversation about it rather than escalating to the point of why do we need to legal action? (laughs) I approached her and I said, I'm not sure where this came from. Can we just agree to disagree and call it a day? So that in turn, honestly, has given me a significant amount of learning process with the future associate planners that have come on with my business ever since then to be able to say, here's your clear boundaries, black and white. Here's what Mm -hmm. you can do. Here's what you do. If you were to open up your own business, like the work that you've done under me, let's have a conversation about it. If you need that as a portfolio Mm -hmm. builder. Let's communicate about that, that yes, you were the planner of this wedding, but you did it under nutrition. So at least I'm getting credit for that work. So just open and honest conversation that I think it's really opened up and just helped me out as a business owner in the scaling of my business to set clear boundaries. And also knowing Washington state law, like as a you actually cannot have a non-compete. You can if they are an employee, but only with certain parameters. And so really knowing those legal boundaries actually is something that a small business owner, you have to wear that hat too, or at least have somebody that is knowledgeable in knowing the rules around it that you have access to because trying to go about it yourself as I initially did of, oh yeah, sure, come work for me. It doesn't always work out. And so you have to be able to protect you, your proprietary business and your relationships with people Yep. And I think one of the important things that we haven't mentioned yet is we have twice a month meeting. And one of those meetings each month, we're bringing expert speaker in, a, an attorney, an accountant. If you had questions and you're like, I'm afraid to pay $500 an hour to ask these questions, that you're going to have a group of people that will have these questions that you probably were thinking, but didn't know how to phrase it, that they're going to ask. And I think that's a great part about a mastermind is you're working as a group to ask all these questions toward an expert that can answer these questions that you didn't think about, which is really important because the more I talk to other people, the more my brain starts working and thinking about how about this? How about that? And it's just great to be in that front row seat to actually take notes and to know how to navigate. And the thing is with all three of us, we've gone through so much different situation that we can actually help you navigate. Shorten your learning curve is what I always tell my students. If there's someone that has already gone it and learned it and it probably took them six months, why do you have to go through that six months? Why can't you just learn it within a month or even less? Because they're there guiding you and helping you avoid those pitfalls. And I think that's the biggest reason why you would want to join a mastermind is to be able to shorten your learning curve. That's why people write books. It's like, why do I have to learn how to do X, Y, Z? and researching Google everything. Yes, you can, but that's going to take you so much longer. And to be able to have your answer, your question answered in a very quick and efficient way is key to growing your business and scaling. And it also brings a lot of value too, because like you said, now that you have that knowledge much more quickly than what you would have just through life experiences, your value that you're bringing to your client's table is significant. So they don't know all the training that you have just gone through and you know how to protect not only your business, but you also know how to protect their event or their wedding or whatever you're working on with them. And so that's ultimately what you're charging your worth off of and what you're charging your fee off of is your experience and your knowledge. 
and being able to say, I have just gone through this mastermind class where I have talked with three of the top business leaders in their categories, plus an attorney, plus somebody who talks about SEO, plus somebody who talks about AI, and being able to get all of that knowledge in one fell swoop and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more armed to go move forward in my business and therefore charging the value or exactly 100 percent agree how long is the mastermind overall going to take place it will start in january and it's going to last for six months so well oh, wow the majority of the weddings here in the states kind of run may through october so we're uh-huh. going to be helping people go right on into their busy season and have everybody in a really good position going into that season and is this going to be capped out in any way or is it just going to be a lot of people? Because I just want to know in terms of uh, making sure that everybody has the chance to meet everyone. Is it going to be something that you're expecting to be really big or very small? Is somewhere in the middle? We are expecting it to be very small because we want to make sure that each person in the mastermind group will have a voice, an opportunity to speak yeah. and talk and to ask those important questions. And to be seen mm-hmm. and heard, I think that's really important, especially in a mastermind. Okay. You don't want to get lost because I was in one yeah. and I love how small my group was. And I felt like my voice was heard being able to be able to speak out and talk. And I, the really cool thing is I actually got to know my group really well. People that is definitely outside of my industry that I would never have met before. And now I have all these different connections that I can ask questions and we still have friendships. That's the important thing is you will create friendship out of this group. I feel like with our application process, when we're going to ask these certain questions and be able to meet these people, that we're going to be able to pull really good candidates that's going to learn, that's going to grow, and we'll be able to share their information with the entire group. It's also really important for me being an extrovert, but married to an introvert. <laughs> That the group is small enough to be able to cater to everybody's capabilities. My husband would not thrive well in a group of 40 people. He would feel like he would not be able to speak up. He would feel like his voice would get lost. So we want to make sure that all personality types are recognized and validated and felt important. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And I am an introvert by all means. That is, I love being around these ladies. They're so extroverted. I'm like, oh, that's is really it? cool. <laughs> but I'm here to talk to the people who say, oh, I'm an introvert. How can I be a creative in business? And it's mm-hmm. possible. It's just finding ways to... Get your voice heard. But I do agree with Rebecca. A group of 100 people, it's just not for me. I much yeah, prefer yeah. to be in a smaller group where my voice is heard. And I so I fully understand everybody who's in the same boat there, who just wants, who just would like a smaller group and feel more comfortable that way. And this mastermind is open to all. Anybody that wants to scale and grow their business, especially in the wedding industry, we are targeting wedding people just because all of our expertise has been from weddings and we know how to navigate and we know the network that takes from DJ to rental companies to floral to wedding planners. Those are the people that we really want to target in this particular group and want to help. And photographers, we don't want to forget the photographers because they, I feel like you're such a creative on trying to capture such beautiful photos. And a lot of the times you're behind the camera 
and also in front of the computer editing everything, but also having a contract you send out to your clients, knowing how to network with wedding planners, DJs, florists, because these established vendors know people. And they're constantly looking for new vendors all the time. Who's out there that we can bring fresh to the client? Because I feel like the wedding industry, there's some really true and tried experienced people that stay for a very long time, which is absolutely amazing. But then there are these beginners that comes in, dabbles, and some shine and rise, and some find that's not their calling. And I think that's really important to understand that is wedding really my thing or is it not? I have another question for you guys. What is your... Number one tip that you want to give out to small business owners, maybe in the wedding industry, but not just overall for entrepreneurs. Rebecca, you want to go first? Sure. So I am a huge proponent of networking. So not only is this mastermind group going to be able to get the opportunity for that in a small group setting from people from around the world, but also just in your local community. That's truly how I got my start after I moved back home from Hawaii. I was established there, but not in Seattle and just started going to literally anything and everything I could get my hands on to be able to get to know folks in this local industry, because I knew that's who ultimately my referral source was going to be. So the more that you stay top of mind, the more you stay active. 20 years later, I'm still going to networking events because I want to know who's new, who can I potentially refer who is something different to the table, and then also than me. I've been around for a long time. They might have heard my company name, but do they know the face behind the business? That's super, super important to me. So the more top of mind you are and the more in staying active and participatory within your industry. I totally agree. And I'm actually like Alicia, where I, I'm super introverted, but I remember going to those networking events and I would meet people and I still keep in contact with them even after. And I would have never met them without those kind of events. Although I do totally believe that now you can probably just Instagram people and give them a good comment on their post or whatnot. But I think if there is those events, wedding industry, people know how to throw a wedding <laughs> industry party. We, we sure do. I have been to yes. industry parties. They're all, always yes. the best. Like, where are yes. the flowers? Where are the drinks? Where's the great food? Yes. I totally. And there 100% is yeah. something to be said for face-to-face. -face. Being able to go, hi, Sarah. Oh, my gosh, I know you. And then being able to bring it to a client of saying, this is Sarah. She and I have done a podcast together. It brings so much more validity and just promoting each other's business versus saying, oh, yeah, I did with them on Instagram. There's definitely something to be had for that. Yes. We forgot to mention that during this mastermind group, we are hosting an in-person event at Rebecca Wedding Venue in Zahomish, Washington. So you actually will get to meet wow. each and every single person and us in person to handshake, to hug, to talk. Because I think that is where you really create friendship, lifelong friendships with other people and get to know each other even more and make the group even stronger. And that will be happening, Amazing. I believe, in April of 2024. And you guys will have a set date so that people could plan that in advance, right? Yes. All right, Alicia, you're next. What is your number one tip for our small business owners, whether they're in the wedding industry or just in general, entrepreneurs? I think really building up a group of peers like I have with Rebecca and Quinn, having people that you can go to, especially 
at this point, I've made it through the aftermath of 9-11, the economy downturn of 2008 and 9 and COVID. Yeah. It's having a group of peers who are also business owners that you can go to and talk to them and just build each other up and talk through problems and encourage each other. It's something I've had employees. You can't talk to your employees about this stuff. You need somebody who's also a business owner who's mm-hmm. living it to talk to and to continue to grow. Or if you're freaking out, they're there to say, it's going to be okay. This is what we're going to do. So I think that is just such an important thing. And that is where this group is going to be going. We're all going to be supporting each other and helping each other through the tough times and there to support each other when it's really good time. And also I'm with Rebecca on networking. I am an introvert, but I will tell everybody the biggest moves my business has had have come through me being at a networking event and that amazing things happen. You, you have to show up though. Yes, I would 100% agree with these two amazing ladies. Most of my jobs that I've been able to get has been through a networking event through word of mouth, me getting to know these other vendors for them to refer me to someone else that never thought paper flowers was a thing. And it's been amazing how I've been able to grow my business to where it is today. I couldn't have done it without these two ladies. And it's been really amazing. I totally agree. Because even for me, like I mentioned, I don't like going to those kind of events, but that was definitely my game changer. But not least, Quinn, what's your number one advice for uh, small business owners? I would say the most important thing is know your worth. If you do not know your numbers, I think that is so important. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they think marketing is really important. It it is. But if you don't know your worth, how much you can bring to the table, how much you are compared to other people or vendors, you're not going to be competing well. And I think being in this group and starting to have conversation about pricing, because for me, pricing is different because as an artist that makes paper flowers or paper creations for event, it changes from client to client. And I feel like in the wedding industry, a lot of people have a set price, especially photographer, which is great because that they're offering eight to 10 hours a day. They know exactly what they need to deliver. But sometimes there is this gray space that is not on your menu to be able to offer to your client, but you really want the client. How do you know what to say At the moment when the client says, I want you to do this, can you give me a round ballpark of what this costs? If you don't know what service that you offer to be able to quickly say it might, don't quote me, but this is the amount that you can expect. But when you go back to the drawing table and you work out those number, did it fall into the right number? Did you underprice yourself? I think that's the really important thing is know your value and know your numbers and what things cost in your realm of how to deliver things and how long it's going to take you to deliver things. So for those of you that are interested in joining our mastermind group, you might be wondering how much this costs. We want to be very transparent with about our pricing and we try and make it in small bite-sized piece for you. So it is a six payment commitment, $500 for a grand total of $3,000 for you to join, well as our in-person meeting that we're going to be having in April at my venue, Twin Bow Gardens in Snow, Washington. All right, guys, this sounds like it's going to be an amazing mastermind group. And in this season, we are actually ending each episode with our favorite snacks. And uh, I'll actually just go for a favorite snack currently is 
just anything like samples from C's candies. Every time I go, I'm like so excited for what they're going to give me. I always say milk chocolate because when I was younger, I'm always like, why is it still in business? But as I get older, I understand there's nothing better than C's candy. Oh, that is a very good one. But I might have to fight you on favorite chocolate. Not to say anything about C's, but I've been a huge fan of Fran's (laughs) chocolate. So... I will add that to my list to give you for Christmas. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I am a toss-up. I am also a chocolate lover. So my quick Mm. handful grab is peanut M&M, just my go-to. Always have favorite. And if I have time to make homemade chocolate chip cookies, my husband and I have a really good chocolate chip cookie recipe. Sometimes those are in the house. And and if they are, they don't last. I always say the way to my heart is through chocolate is they are made in a two ounce goop, specifically so they get the spread to have crispiness at the edges and softness in the middle. It is delicious, you guys. I've had this multiple times. And I will try my hardest to persuade Rebecca to make these for the in person event. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, uh, it must be on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it's end of summer in Washington. So the berries here are ridiculous. Berry strawberries, they are just divine. I made a blackberry cobbler last night that I don't even want to share because it's so good. But I also will second C's candies because that is a San Francisco treat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> only if you so bring good. some blackberry cobbler. Okay. That's something I'm, I thought I should. I'm like, okay, well, throw some berries in there. They're fake. <laughs> All the rest of us are like, chocolate. <laughs> Mine is also a non chocolate and it does have berries. I've recently made a bake brie where I toasted some hazelnut and then candied it and then. Whoa. And then I put blackberries on top of the brie with the toasted oh. hazelnut, toasted it off so it's like gooey, warm. It is so good. Oh my it's God. delicious. Perfect fall. Yes, that sounds like a delicious treat. Served with cracked bread. Sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. Excellent. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really exciting to see how our business has scaled and grown over the past few years. I'm excited to grow the next part of my business to this next level on offering knowledge and sharing what I've known with a lot of you guys. So I hope you've been enjoying our podcast and I would love to do a shout out. I recently received an email from Apple saying that this particular podcast, Paper Talk, was number 49 in the United States. You guys, it's so exciting. Yay. So awesome. <laughs>